Hey everybody, my name is Christian and this is an episode of Topical Brainstorm. I'm here with Garrett. Say hi Garrett. Yo, what's up? No, I said say hi. Hi, hello. I didn't say yo, just oh, kidding. Gosh. How you doing, dude? I'm quite well, just got home from work. Ready to... Uh, the pharmacy? Sure, yep, sure did yep that's where i was <laughs> how's that going <laughs> it's going Do this you... is um this is my last semester of school and i only plan on being there till december so no yeah, the final stretch right now the final stretch you got that job like a week after i met you <laughs> i know i remember walking up the hill with josh you were probably behind me <laughs> I <forgot>. and wow. <laughs> i was like yeah, yeah I, should pro- <laughs> I was like yeah i should probably look for a job and then my boss called me and was like yo you want a job <clears throat> wow i forgot about that <laughs> uh well you've been working there uh well you took a couple summers off right for mowing grass but yeah yeah, you've been working there a I long should time. never have given that job up. That job was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a pretty chill job. When you have a riding mower, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Well, cool. Do you uh what do you what are your plans for after you graduate as far as looking for a job, where you're gonna live, what you're gonna do? You got anything pictured in your mind? I do. Um, I don't know. My brother-in-law might be able to get me a job, which would be nice because where he works, there's benefits uh, and tuition reimbursement, so they'd pay for a master's degree. Nice. But Yeah, but apparently you get – if you work for Walmart now, they pay for your college, so. Wow. I might just go work at Walmart. (laughs) Walmart. You know, people make fun of Walmart, but I don't feel like that would be a terrible place to work if you had fun coworkers. I know. If you had friends that worked there. Yeah, you literally just walk around, restock shelves, probably clean stuff up. I don't know. but Yeah. Just take the, the stuff that people leave in the checkout line because they don't actually want it and go put it back. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Fun. I mean, I mean I, I'm sure it's more involved than that. But yeah, obviously. Yeah, but It doesn't sound that bad. <laughs> well, cool. And that's that's your brother-in-law that lives down in, in Clearfield area, right? I forget his yeah. name. Nate. Because you, uh, Nate, because you don't yeah. have that other podcast anymore, really. But Yeah, Nate. I need to – him and I are t- kicking some ideas around. Um. So we might scrap that one and start a totally different one, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I feel like, yeah, maybe. I feel like if you can, you should just keep it and maybe go a different way with it, but that yeah. way you at least have 10 extra episodes, you know, for people to listen yeah. to. That's true. That's true. Unless, of course, you have to change the title because it doesn't uh, apply, but yeah. anyway, we'll I'll look forward we'll to that. See. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm excited. 
All right, cool. You got anything else to report on? I've been reading a lot, so nice. that's good. I've read two books in the last couple weeks. Um, working on the third one. Nice. You learning yeah. anything good? I mean, it's fiction, so not really, but <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs> that's good. I actually just finished a book a couple weeks ago. What book? It was one that my dad got for Christmas, and he read it, and then he let me borrow it. But do you know who Troy Polamalu is? Yeah, the football Steelers defensive safety, right? Yeah, it was just a biography about his life, and uh, he's just a really cool guy. Um, He... He was like raised by his uncle in this tiny town in Oregon, and he's he's Samoan, and he's like a descendant from a Samoan king. Um, anyway, he he was kind of like didn't really have much parental guidance until he was about eight because he was living in in South Southern California, and then he got like shipped up to Oregon to be disciplined by his Samoan uncle. And anyway, he had a he has a really cool story, but he was just a really humble guy like really humble and then what's that noise <laughs> that freaking landlord decided to start mowing the lawn oh, so one more huh? i'll mute it until i talk <laughs> you're good um <laughs> anyway yeah troy palomalo he was a crazy good football player but he was just, he's a really, really humble guy. And the whole book was basically quotes from people who knew him just talking about his, like they'd go through events that happened in like the football games and stuff. But um, it was just really cool to learn more about him. He was one of my childhood heroes. And uh, I didn't really know anything about him except that he, how he played football, you know. But anyway, it was a really, it was a really good book. It made me want to read more. Um, nice. I don't, I don't read enough for fun. I don't either. Anyway, cool. Good thing you're reading. Yeah. You uh, been working out? Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, the honesty. <laughs> well, yeah, it's still. I don't know. It's hard. We still only have one car, and uh, there's just so much to do in my yard that I've been doing. I've been spending most of my free time doing yard work and stuff, which like I get really sweaty since it's a hundred degrees constantly down here, but (laughs) that's funny. So I've been, you know, fairly active, but I, I've been to the gym once since we moved down here. So I, uh, hopefully We'll get a second car soon, and then I'll actually be able to go when my wife's working and stuff, such as tonight. So right now, I don't have a car. I'm pretty much stuck here. <clears throat> Dude, my uh, roommate called her. My old roommate. Yeah. He calls a gym member a gym membership a monthly donation. That's <laughs> very funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what mine's been this month, to be honest. That is pretty funny. It's kind of true. Yeah, it's very funny. All right. Okay, well, we need to get better. Well, I need to get better on my goals. It's, it's 
it's hardly called a goal at this point. I'm so casual about it, but I need to reassess. Anyway, well, let's jump into the chapter then, unless you got something else to say. Yeah, um, can I just say real quick how upset I am that this guy decides to mow the lawn on today, <laughs> the one day of the month we set aside to do this? It's pretty loud. Very inconsiderate, <laughs> but also very well, funny. I'm sure he'll hopefully drive further away pretty soon. But um, yeah, this chapter, we're getting close to the end of this book, The Man's Guide to Women. And this chapter is titled Mother Nature. It's about understanding women and children and the bond they have and your role as a man and a father in in this situation. So I really feel like this chapter turns into a list of benefits that children have from, from having an active and engaged father in their lives. Um just a lot of different studies that have gone on. Um, and we'll, I'm sure we'll mention some of those. I definitely will. Cause there are a lot of interesting ones, but, um, before we get to that, it also talks about the importance of, you know, to your wife, the importance of you being a good father and, and being there for her and helping her in, in rearing children. Um, and it also talks about the difficulties <clears throat> that men have when suddenly there's a baby in, in their family or when it's not just, you know, not just you and your wife anymore, there's suddenly a baby, how that is a really big shift and can be really difficult because a lot of men go through feelings of um, that they're not very important, that they have to compete for their wife's attention and time, that they're being left out um, because, when women have a baby, that's just, that kind of becomes their whole life. And they talk about that a little bit too, but, um, I know you did not take notes, Garrett. So, um, I don't know how much of this you want me to just say, and then you can give your opinion on it. It's also funny cause I know you're about to unmute yourself and I'm going to hear a lawnmower, but, uh, what are your thoughts? <laughs> so the lawnmower has actually passed oh, he left for the time tonight. being. <laughs> But I'm sure he'll be back. Um, I really, I mean, this chapter is exactly what you said. It is just like this long list of benefits that kids have by growing up with an active, or with a, a father being like, like taking an active role in their rearing. Uh I'm totally cool reacting. If I come up with something, I'll just chime in. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I remember the chapter. There's a lot of studies that show like benefits. Um, one interesting point that I do remember that I'm going to take from, I don't know if you're going to bring it up or not, but it's Go the, for it. the one I remember is that, uh, oh crap. I just forgot it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What is it? <laughs> wow, I just oh. had it. You want me to just take the torch, start talking? Yeah, you, you, you take the torch, man. <laughs> that I'm was muted. embarrassing for you. All right. Um, so 
there were two things that stood out that affect not necessarily the child, but your relationship with your wife. <clears throat> One interesting statistic says uh, there was a study that showed that men who were present at the deliveries of their children were much nicer to their wives during disagreements than men who were not or men who did not witness the births of their children. Um, that makes complete sense. Like I've never thought about it before. Um, and they kind of mentioned that because it used to be illegal for men to be in the room. Um, there's, there was, they have a little picture of a news article that talked about a man who got, oh, maybe he didn't get arrested, but it says woman gives birth to son while chained to husband. So this husband, um, handcuffed himself to his wife so that they had to let him into the, to the delivery room. That was back in 1960. So a lot has changed since then, but. Um, it says even up to the 1980s, it was illegal for a man to be inside the delivery room. And now it's, you know, it's kind of an expectation and, um, it makes a lot of sense. And there's a statistic later that talks about how, how children, I don't even, there are so many statistics. It's something like children who, whose, whose dad is, is there when he's born, um, has better, like, scores higher on verbal tests or something like that. I don't know. There are so many, but there's benefit to the child. And I'm sure it's not necessarily that you're there. It's just that <clears throat> you're the type of father who's going to show up. Yeah. Fun fact that I learned from Michaela, I guess it wasn't very common before the 1960s to actually go to a hospital to have a child. You just do it at home, mm -hmm. which is Interesting, because that's about the time when it became legal for the men, man to be in the room. And I find it very interesting now that the home birth is kind of coming back into style, you know, for better or for worse. I'm not really a huge fan of that. I'd rather go to a hospital, yeah, for sure. have them clean it up, <clears throat> you know. <laughs> uh, plus, if something goes wrong, I don't want to have to deal i wouldn't know how to deal with that you know like wh what yeah, am i gonna do sure. oh. anyway i just found that to be an interesting fact yeah and that is interesting like the men had to stay out of their own bedroom when their wife was giving birth in their own home <laughs> That's i don't weird. know i don't know <laughs> if they did or not I think it was just illegal to be in like a hospital delivery room. Yeah, probably. You'd probably be there at home. I mean, you always see in like movies and stuff that the men usually wait outside. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know how accurate that is. That'd be interesting to research. Yeah. I was going to say, I was watching 101 Dalmatians a couple days ago. And when, when the mom Dalmatian gives birth, to all the puppies, uh, the Pongo, the dad is like outside the room <laughs> and the nurse keeps like coming to give him updates. It's like a dog. Funny, <laughs> anyway, as an example of that, but yeah, you're right. That's what you always see on, on TV. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting though, that men are nicer to their wives after they watch them give birth. <laughs> it's like they talk about how it's just the most painful thing ever. Yeah. It makes sense I think that like suddenly, you're just in awe of your wife and, and her ability to give birth and 
it just makes you nicer to her. That makes sense. Yeah, I read somewhere that. So I think I learned this in in class actually in in anatomy that women or the human body kind of forgets its pain that it's gone through before. And the reason it does that is because, well, one of the reasons it does that is because women wouldn't go, wouldn't have more <laughs> children if it remembered it perfectly, which is very interesting. I also heard that it's only like, it's like childbirth and burning alive are the two most painful things. So, <laughs> and then I think breaking your, uh, femur, your leg. Yeah. Your femur is up there too. I've I've heard something similar before. I don't I don't remember where, but that's that makes sense because yeah, women always talk about how painful it is and then they have three or four kids. And you're like, why would you put yourself through that? Just for a baby. Babies can't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Just that's kidding. Funny. But yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, it goes on to say that when you as a man, if you're feeling these negative emotions about having to split or share your wife with a baby, the only solution is to develop your own bond with the baby, which, you know, is in a sense, it's common sense, but there are obviously a lot of bad fathers out there. Um, so it talks about how that will make your wife one, love you more because she'll see you being, you know, trustworthy, which is what women want and see you, um, you know, supporting and, and providing for, for the family. But it also benefits your child in countless ways. Um, let me try to read off some of these statistics and chime in at any point if you want, Garrett. Yes, sir. It says, if there's one thing guys excel at, it's play. A father's play with a baby is much more physical and tactile, while while a mother's is much more visual and verbal. Um, it talks about the different styles of play that moms and dads have in general. It says dads will start playing a game, and if the baby, if the kid doesn't show interest, he'll just instantly change to a new game to spark the kid's interest. And a mom, on the other hand, will like be more resilient and try to get the baby interested in the same game, even if the baby's bored. Yeah. Um, and it says both of those are very important because um, the baby will learn to self-regulate when playing with the dad. Um, and they'll also learn, you know, persistence and a few other things from, from the mom. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting. I'd never really thought about that before, but I think that is how I like to play with kids. It's like, yeah, if it was interest. I'll just like, okay, let's think up something new to make them laugh. And then, you know, uh, keep going. Honestly, it's not even just the kids sometimes because kids can find the same thing funny over and over again. Sometimes <laughs> I get bored and I'm like, okay, let's do something else. Like, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Maybe, it's that. maybe it's that. I, I, it's, it's both. I mean, if the kid's not having fun, I'm not having fun either. So, yeah. Um, it says hundreds of studies have proven that the way dads play is linked to major positive outcomes for both sons and daughters, both in intellectual and social development. Um, fathers generally often offer infants more freedom to explore while moms promote more caution. And a good balance of those is obviously beneficial. 
Um, this says the best predictor of the empathy of a child at the age of five was how involved the dad was up to that age. Uh, so empathy, obviously, something our society needs. So very important. Yeah. I do find that interesting. Mm. Very, very interesting. Yeah, I wonder why that is. I don't know. Yeah. Like, what about a father being involved has to do with a child being empathetic? Because yeah. women, I feel like women are probably would be considered the more empathetic gender. I'd right? say rightfully so, yeah. Yeah, like I would say on average, that's I would agree with that for sure. So uh-huh. anyway, I'm sure there are plenty of other um, just intangibles, you know, from a father just being in a kid's life. Um, I can keep going. says, those who had better social relationships in midlife involving, in, including marriage, kids, and community were those who experienced increased warmth from their dads when they were children. Um, kids who had playful dads had higher verbal ability test scores. I think that's the one I was trying to find earlier. Um, level of father's caregiving during the infant years predicts IQ test scores, um, more into intellectually advanced children. Um, there was one study that showed that all underachieving third grade boys in this in this study, all with average IQs from working class families, came from homes where the father had left before the child was five years old. Yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, uh, it goes that's on. That's kind so, of a lot of that's kind of a lot of pressure. Like, just think if yeah. if your kid's dumb, it's possibly your fault. Like that kind of sucks. Uh. <laughs> Well, it does say it does say with average IQ. So like yeah. they didn't so like so it's, if your yeah, kids it's not just even, average. <laughs> it's most likely I would guess just, you know, they can't focus or they misbehave, you know? I would say that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because like if I misbehaved, I mean my dad never seriously beat the heck out of me, but <laughs> I I knew not to do and say certain things, you know, because you'd get in trouble so yeah discipline for sure yeah and i mean i think each each couple you know figures those things out um with their children you know who plays what role but um for example i was i told you garrett but i was babysitting three of my um a niece and two of my nephews this last weekend and Kylie worked a night shift on Friday night, um, and I took them Friday night. And I had my little sister and her husband were here Friday night. But Saturday morning, my wife gets home from work. All the kids are already up and running around and yelling. And um, my wife had been up all night, so she needs to go sleep. So she goes and tries to sleep, and the kids are just being super loud. So I'm like, we're going to go to the park. And uh, so I try to take these three kids and my dog to the park. And there's a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and like a, a well, almost a two-year-old now. But um, it's like the older two kids were playing on the playground. And then Nolan, the six-year-old, wanted to go play by the pond. And then uh, this baby's like trying to climb on the playground. So you obviously have to just, you know, stay one foot away from them at all times so they don't fall off somewhere. 
And then my dog wants to go follow the kids around because she's a dog and dogs want to be in the middle of the action. And I was just like <laughs> so overwhelmed trying to like keep all four of these things alive. Not that, <laughs> not that, not that my dog would have died, but it's like my dog, if I let the dog off the leash, she's just going to go like get super dirty in the pond and then go chase some other dog that shows up who's on a leash and it's going to be a mess. Um, in the end, I'm just like sitting in the grass watching these two older kids play next to this pond, like yanking my dog's leash whenever she tries to run and then like yanking this little toddler's overalls. So he has to stay next to me. And I'm, not, I'm not yanking him hard, but just like enough that he like sits down and then he starts crying and my dog's like whining and gosh, it just gave me a lot of respect. One for my sister that she stays home and just manages these three kids every day. And also for, for single mothers out there, you know, like that's a lot of responsibility and kids are a lot of work. And like it, I, I really believe that so many of, of our problems we see in society is because so many kids are being raised by single parents. I, that wouldn't surprise me. It's just not a job that one person can really do and do super well, you know? Yeah. At least not in all aspects and not consistently. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, like I'm excited to be a dad at some point when that time comes, but it's, it is a scary thought and it's a lot of responsibility. You're not going to make your announcement now? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, That's funny. That was a joke, everybody. <laughs> Not real. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think it's very... It's just... It brings to light how important it is to have, you know, a, a father or or how important it is, rather, for you to be involved in your children's lives when that time comes. Uh, or if it is already there for you, it's just super important. A lot of benefits to your children, uh, and it help. I would argue that it also helps you be a better person when you are raising somebody. You know, because you want to yeah. be the best you can for them, which helps you raise your level. Yeah, if as it were. You know, <laughs> as it were. Yeah, I I believe that for sure. Um, to kind of wrap up this chapter, he talks about how many men they complain that their lives aren't fun enough, aren't playful enough. There's not enough adventure once children come into the picture or into the equation. Uh, they go on to say it doesn't have to be that way. Children can bring a lot of those things. Um, and there's actually nothing in life more rewarding is what they say. Um, which, you know, neither of us have kids, but I believe that based on the men in my life and the way I've heard them talk about their children, you know, um, I've never, I've never been around somebody who, who regretted having children or who would at least admit that. Right. But, um, of all the men I've heard say they would, you know, they wouldn't change anything or they, it's the best thing ever to have kids. Like I can tell they're sincere and, um, I definitely believe it's rewarding. 
Anyway, um, going back to the topic of, of your relationship with your wife in this situation, though, um, you know, the only solution is to, to get involved and to, to um, do it together. Just be, be a good father. Yeah, do it together. And not only will that bring a lot of joy to your life, I'm sure, if you actually invest in, in your child, but um, it'll, it'll make your relationship better as well over time. Yeah, I think so too. According, according to the experts, so we'll have to get a guest star to ask some of these things too. But <laughs> yeah, how many chapters do we have left? After we just finished this one, so I think just one or two. Mm, wow, We're chapter oh, one chapter. We got one chapter left. One chapter left and a guest star episode, and then wow, yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, everybody. I hope you learned something. Be a good father, or get yeah. your husband to read this book if you're a female, <laughs> or listen to the episode, and I guess that also works. <laughs>